From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, your parents' well-appointed rec room with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate in your cabin in the woods. And how do each and every one of you listening in on one of our affiliate stations across North America and those of you streaming us live on my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, and of course those of you who assemble each and every week without fail in the YouTube channel live chat. And uh, let's not forget those who listen to the Conspiracy Show podcast, which is available everywhere fine podcasts are available. However and wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. A quick programming note. Next week on this transmission, Victor Vigiani and Paul LaVioletta will be here for the full two hours to discuss UFO propulsion systems. Uh, And then in two weeks, Tom Horn from Skywatch TV will be here to discuss his new book, The Wormwood Prophecy. All right. It has been hailed as one of the greatest scientific discoveries of the late 20th century. In fact, three scientists were awarded the Nobel Prize in Chemistry for their discovery of the molecule carbon-60. These soccer ball-shaped molecules known as buckyballs, after American architect, inventor, and futurist Buckminster Fuller, have some amazing properties. The C60 molecule is extremely stable. It's able to withstand high temperatures and pressures. The hollow structure is also able to entrap other smaller species, such as helium, while at the same time not reacting with the fullerene molecule. In fact, the interior of most buckyballs is so spacious they can encase any element from the periodic table. In laboratories around the world, scientists began then playing with these buckyballs. Some speculated the buckyballs might make good lubricants, slipping and sliding like tiny ball bearings. NASA thought buckyballs might be used as rocket fuel. Medical researchers found they showed promise as an anti-HIV drug. Mixed in with some potassium or rubidium, buckyballs turned into superconductors, transmitting electricities with no loss to resistance. IBM, DuPont, and Xerox were among the companies to explore possible commercial applications. But aside from their myriad industrial applications, C60 appears to have some amazing healing qualities as well. And here to discuss this miracle molecule is Chris Burris. Chris is an engineer and co-owner of the newest C60 company, C60 Evo. Chris confirmed findings on carbon-60, a Nobel Prize-winning technology originally meant for military defense and now sought out by global mega corporations. Chris, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Wonderful, Richard. How are you doing this evening? I'm very well myself. Thank you. So I, I was mentioning these three uh, three scientists. So we didn't know about this molecule carbon sixty until the late nineties. Uh, how did they How did they discover it? Well, so the the discovery started um, really uh, Dr. Croto. So the three uh, scientists were Smalley, Croto, and Curl. Dr. Croto is from the uh, is from the UK, and he came to visit Dr. Richard Smalley here in Houston at Rice University on three separate occasions. And he was looking into space and noticed some spectrum that he was trying to identify, and he theorized that there would be carbon. 
Dr. Smalley actually had a, a pretty incredible piece of equipment that had the ability to uh, laser ablate, so basically shine a laser at a material, and then a puff of inert gas would take the, the, the fumes, the, the plume from that, and take it into a mass spec. So you could actually identify the exact size of the molecules uh, that, that you know were created as they were laser ablated. Uh, Dr. Smalley at the time was really focused on some really kind of uh, sexy materials like titanium and steel, and so he he actually kind of rebuked uh, uh, Proto for uh, two, th- really three of his trips. Uh, finally, on the third trip, one of Dr. Smalley's grad students uh, pulled Dr. Proto aside and said, "Look, I'm going to come into the lab. Uh, I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, I was going to spend some time over the weekend. I'm going to uh, let me go ahead and put some carbon uh, in this uh, in, in in this equipment." And, uh, and at the end of that weekend, uh, that grad student had actually identified peaks. Now, it's a, kind of important to understand, as you're shining a laser at carbon, what you're probably creating are sheets of carbon. And what that grad student was able to do was in, change the settings and enhance the peaks. And there were peaks at 60 and 70. Uh, and so if you're making just kind of flat sheets of carbon, why would 60, you know, a flat sheet of 60 be more predominant than, say, a 59 or a 61? So he kind of took that information to the to the three Nobel Prize winning scientists. Uh, they kind of put their heads together and ultimately identified this as being um, the third form of carbon. Looks like a geodesic dome, uh, and and they submitted a paper to Nature, you know, one of the most prestigious. Uh, uh, scientific publications, and, and you know that publication came out in 1985. And and the fact that they're hollow, these soccer ball shaped molecules, they're hollow inside, they're large, and they can entrap just basically every other element on the periodic table. Why is that significant? Well, one of the reasons, you know, kind of more superficially, if you will, is there's a new symbol in chemistry because of this characteristic. So there never was the at symbol in chemistry before, you know, we're familiar with the at symbol as it relates to uh, our email addresses, but it didn't didn't exist in chemistry. So now you have this at symbol, and so lanthanum at C60 actually means the la- uh, a lanthanum atom physically trapped inside of C60. So C60, again, is 60, 60 carbon atoms, and its shape is like a soccer ball. So if you imagine the soccer ball, the lines on the soccer ball represent the bonds between the carbon atoms. So you've got the spherical molecule of carbon. So lanthanum at C60, again, means that the lanthanum atom is physically trapped inside of C60. It's not covalently or ionically bonded with it. It's just trapped inside of it. It has these amazing properties. I think I mentioned once before that it can it can be basically fired at a, a cement wall at tens of thousands of kilometers per hour, and it will, it will retain its shape. So one can imagine why, for example, the military would be very interested in this. And it has, I mentioned DuPont and IBM. It has all of these, uh, it has superconduct, superconduct, conductivity, um, uh, characteristics as well. So IBM was interested. You can see why it has these applications. So at a certain point, I guess they have to figure out, well, if we're going to use it in just about everything, is it going to be toxic to humans? And that's where this, this amazing uh, animal study comes in. Tell me about that. Well, yeah, just to, to, to roll back, I was actually reading, uh, there's a, a book called The Beautiful Molecule, which is about the buckyball. And, and I was going back and rereading it. And one of the things that, 
during, right around, so, so they discovered it in 1985. It won the Nobel Prize in 1996. Um, and they actually figured out ways to make kind of macroscopic quantities. So you can imagine if you're shining a laser at a piece of carbon and this puff of gas is going into a mass spec, you're not going to make a large quantity. Uh, it was really in about uh, 1990 that they discovered a way to make macroscopic quantities so that they could start doing research on it. In, in 1991, I, I think the number was nine out of ten papers were, were related to carbon-60 in the chemistry field, right? So wow. The, yeah. So this is why they won the Nobel Prize by 1996, because everybody was going crazy for this. And one of the things I've always described is a, a C60, affectionately known as the buckyball, by the way, the, the whole the C60, the next abundant form of fullerenes is, is carbon-70. And as you mentioned, it was all named after Buckminster fullerene, so they're all called fullerenes. And then that most abundant C60 is the buckyball. So I always say that C60 performs as well or better than the current best material in every application that it's put into. Uh, so, you know, carbon black is, is you know, a, a carbon material that goes into tires and inks. It performs better both in tires and in inks, but it's too expensive. Uh, it performs better in solar cells. It performs better in batteries and, and is cost competitive with lithium. And so that's why this, you know, the, all of these papers were, were, were being written about Bucky, uh, way back in 1991. And yeah, that's right. part and, of the reason. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and, and so it's, if it's going to be in everything, we better find out darn quick whether it has any adverse effects on humans because it's going to be everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, some scientists, um, figured that or hearkened it to a 3D version of benzene. So, so benzene, the benzene ring is ubiquitous in our modern society. Without it, we really don't have modern society. Um, it's in plastics, it's in medicines, it's in detergents. Uh, so it's the foundation of most of those molecules that create those substances I just mentioned. And so a 3D version of benzene, um, you know, obviously is going to be ubiquitous. It's important to note that benzene is actually toxic and carcinogenic. And so they kind of assumed that this, Buckyball was going to be toxic and carcinogenic. So they did this study uh, in 2012. It was a toxicity study. Uh, it was done out of the University of Paris. And they, what they did is they gave rats uh, water, they gave them olive oil, and they gave them olive oil with C60. Now, for me, it's important to start making a distinction. When you start putting C60 into into live animals and, and potentially humans, um, I like to call it ESS-60. So C60 is for industrial applications. If you process it improperly, it's actually been shown to be harmful to animals. ESS-60 is what we're going to talk about and has all the research. It's been C60 that's been processed for safer human consumption. So they gave these rats this uh, ESS-60 in olive oil. And, again, it was a toxicity study. They assumed these rats were going to die similar to exposure to benzene and it turns out that they live 90% longer than the control group, which is the single longest longevity experiment on mammals ever. Wow. So what is 90%? What does that look like in terms of a rat's life? So um, a typical, in this case, they use Worcester rats. And so a typical Worcester rat lives about 32 months, and those given water averaged about 32 months. Uh, the ones given ESS-60 in olive oil lived 62 months, and, and, and actually, they, they, they ended up with the final two rats 
one of them uh, died, and then they actually euthanized the last rat because they were, imagine this poor researcher, he's doing this toxicity study. If a typical Worcester rat dies at 32 months, you know, the projected time frame of his toxicity study is 32 months or shorter, <laughs> and he's now an additional 30 months into this particular, quote-unquote, toxicity study. Uh, so typical Worcester rat dies at 32. The rats give an ESS-60, and olive oil live to, uh, on average, 62 and what's amazing is that none of those rats that lived 62 months that were given ESS-60 in olive oil uh, had any tumors. Uh, Worcester yeah, rats are no rats get, with Yeah, tumors. rats get tumors. They do. Rats get tumors. So basically, and the longer uh, they it, live, the more tumors yeah. they get. So these rats, you know, not only didn't have tumors, they didn't have tumors after living almost double the lifespan of a typical Worcester rat. Right. And this is a peer-reviewed study. Yep. And... And and it's one of the longest uh, animal uh, toxicity studies going, right? Well, so I'm kind of on a quest, right? So to my knowledge, it is the longest longevity. Okay, it was a toxicity study. I think we can now call it a longevity study. It's the longest longevity experiment on mammals that I've been able to find. I've been kind of hunting for more than two years now. And, and I haven't been able to find any study that's, that's longer. So if anybody in your audience is aware of a study, please get that over to me because, um, I, I, you know, I want to make sure that I'm being scientifically accurate. But, you know, my research and the science, the science papers, uh, on ResearchGate and, and all of those places that would identify that paper, uh, I have been unable to find a, a longevity experiment that's longer. Now, so at this point, are you manufacturing, uh, C60 for industrial use? Yeah, so we still sell um, really pure C60 into research into the research market. So we've been selling um, not just C60, C70, carbon nanomaterials in general uh, to research institutions around the world since 1991. You mentioned a few of them, IBM. We've got the Naval Aeronautical Weapons Station. We've sold into NASA. I mean, um, really, if there's a research institution that you're aware of, we've sold uh, carbon fullerenes to those research institutions. Uh, and, yes, we still sell that. They're still doing research. Um, probably the next, so we'll talk about, you know, this study now has kind of created an offshoot of really a kind of a supplement business. Um, right, and it, it which you never intended to get into, which you never intended to get into, right? Yeah, let, so <laughs> I have this theory. I, I think that most people become supplement people for one or one or two, uh, one of two reasons. The first reason is, that somebody just decides they want to be wealthy and they are good at marketing, so they're going to market supplements and they're going to get really rich. I have no problem with anybody being rich. I just didn't end up a supplement guy, if you will, because that was my path. The other is uh, people often are dealing with their own health issues and they end up solving their own health issues through research and uh, you know, digging deep into the to the literature and understanding and getting on their own supplement and health regime. Uh, maybe it's for their parents, and then they decide that they're going to share this information and they're going to sh- save the world. I have no problem with saving the world, but that's not what's that's not how I ended up on this path. Really, I've been manufacturing this, you know, C60, and now we call it ESS60 when you're going to consume it. Uh, I've been manufacturing ESS60 since 1991. They do this, you know, toxicity study that turns out to be a longevity study, uh, and then we start getting phone calls, uh, people asking us how much in a dose. In fact, our, our initial response when people were asking us that was, you know, we imagine us, we still had our carbon nanomaterial hats on, 
And we're like, no, 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 this, no, you put this in tires and batteries and solar cells. You don't put this in your body. So in mid 2013, we actually added not for human consumption to our packaging. And we did that not because it, it wasn't safe when properly processed and the literature was pretty clear on that, but we did it because our, our kind of mindset, our right science carbon nanomaterial mindset was like, this is not something to consume. Uh, and so we added not for human consumption uh, in 2013 and really pulled that labeling off in, in 2018. Once Is that because you got wind of this longevity study? Well, no. So we, so we were aware of the study really early. And, you know, again, that's the st- that study is what caused people to start calling us. We were actually selling um, ESS-60 in olive oil. So it takes a really long time to mix it. You want to make sure it doesn't oxidize. So, again, it's kind of a scientific process. And instead of people just buying the raw C60 uh, and mixing it in oil, we said, look, we've got this ESS-60. <clears throat> it's in oil. And you can recreate the, the, you know, it was under the auspices of them recreating this rat study. Uh, and, and that's what we were doing from 2013 until 2017. 2017, uh, a, a social media guy with a huge following started talking about him taking ESS-60 and all of the benefits that he was giving it, right? So it kind of makes sense if you're one of these biohackers and you see this paper, the longest longevity experiment on mammals ever, that's something that a biohacker is really attracted to, so they start taking it. This guy with a social media following, 2007, October 2017, uh, comes out with a video and, and talks about all the benefits he's getting. Uh, and when he does it, really, the industry sells out. Everybody at the time who was selling uh, ESS-60 and olive oil to the industry sold out, except for us, because we're the largest manufacturer and distributor of ESS-60 on the planet. So we really didn't have any problems uh, kind of delivering what was sold to us. I came into 2018, and I asked myself two questions, right? Because are we going to sell this? It's obviously a business opportunity. It's not an opportunity we sought, sought out. And I said, first question uh, is a moral question. I take the product. My wife takes the product. Really, everybody on my team takes the product. I'm comfortable selling this material to you or anybody who's interested in trying it. Uh, and the other is the legal issue, which is the FDA and the FTC. And we're, we're on the right side of both of those organizations. And what does that mean, you're on the right side of the FDA? What does that mean? So d- when you dig into the FDA code, there's certain things that you have to conform to. Um, and, and we're conforming to them. I mean, it's, it's, it really is that simple. How do you manufacture ESS-60? You take this carbon-60, and how do you make it so that it's consumable and safe? The main process and the process that was first kind of initiated in, in about 1990 um, is the carbon arc method. So basically, you would take two graphite rods, and you vaporize them. So you're running a really high current between those two graphite rods. You need to do it in an inert environment, so that's an environment devoid of oxygen, and, uh, and, and so there's really high temperatures actually at the tips of those rods where they're vaporizing because graphite's one of the hardest materials actually to evaporate. It's actually localized temperatures of the sun. In fact, on our system, we actually have a screen like a welder's goggle that protects the operator. If you don't have that on, you will get a sunburn because it's actually generating the visible light that you would find from the sun. It sounds like a reactor, Chris. 
it is a reactor. It is. It's a it's a high temperature, low vacuum. It's not ultra low, but it's a low vacuum. Actually, the lower you can get the vacuum, uh, the less oxygen you have in there, and so it's you make better material that way. All right, the music is percolating up. That means we'll step away just for a moment. We'll come back, Chris Burrows from C60 Evo, and we'll talk about this remarkable miracle molecule. The conspiracy show continues right after this. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarah. Chris Burris is with us, co-owner of C60 Evo, and we're talking about the, I guess, the consumable form of carbon-60, which is called ESS-60, and you were describing the the process by which you, uh, you, you create it or make it, and it sounds like a reactor. You said, well, it is a reactor. Yeah, yeah, it is, it's a, it's a reactor, and in that reactor, you're actually vaporizing graphite. And again, that material is one of the hardest materials on the planet to vaporize. So you've got ultra high temperatures, there's a lot of temperature controls, so you've got water cooling that you've got to manage, and then you've got to collect the soot that comes off of this. So that soot is called fullerenic soot, and that soot actually has about 7 to 10% fullerenes, if, well, if you're doing things right. So uh, about 7 to 10% of the material that comes off of that vaporized graphite rod is is actually fullerenes. And so the next step is you've got to purify. And when I say fullerenes, it's really like C60, C70, C76, C84, all of these fullerenes. So the next step is you've got to separate these fullerenes from that, we call it amorphous carbon. And the way you do that is similar to how you might separate sugar and sand, right? If you take sugar and sand, you mix it with water, the sugar will go into solution, and then you filter it, and what stays on top of the filter is the sand. What goes through is actually the sugar in the sugar water. So if you take this fullerenic soot and you dissolve it in a, in a solvent like toluene or hexane, then you actually filter it. So the fullerenes go into solution and go through the filter, and all this amorphous carbon junk, the 90 to 93% of the material stays on top. And what comes through is usually a reddish solution, and that's your fullerene solution. When you boil off of the solvents, you actually end up with about 80% C60 and really mostly most of the rest is C70, so about 80-20 of C70. And then your next step is actually to separate those two materials. What they used in that original study back in 2012 was a pure form of C60. So the next step that still involves these chemical processes, you're really using chromatography. You separate it and your C60 goes through these chromatographic columns faster, you collect that fraction. I'm getting very te- technical here. We'll be done shortly. Um, and then you end up with a beautiful purple solution of pure C60 and varying degrees of purity depending on how you're running your equipment. You boil right. off that solvent and now you've got your, your your what I would say C60. That's the C60 material that we sell kind of for industrial applications. And then you've got a couple more steps in order to turn that into ESS60. Sounds like a long and rather expensive process. (laughs) It is a very long and very expensive process. In fact, when we started back in 1991, the material was selling for $6,000 per gram. My word. Yeah, it was, it was okay. that's part of the reason that we that we started business. My my business partner Robert Wong was working at the Texas Center for Superconductivity at the University of Houston campus 
And so he was separating fullerenes because, you know, you mentioned it was superconducting. And one day a professor came in and said, hey, you are young kids. This material is selling for $6,000 a gram. You guys really should just go start a company and make this. And my business partner, Robert, was from an entrepreneurial background, and, and he jumped on it. And I was studying mechanical engineering, so all the heat transfer and all the components and making all the drawings so that we could actually get the original piece of equipment manufactured. I was responsible for that piece, and, and we were off and running as really the first company that still exists to deliver commercial quantities of carbon nanomaterials. So the takeaway here is this is not for amateurs. This isn't something you can cook up in your bathtub. I mean, this is this is very technical, very scientific, very expensive. Uh, so yes. let's talk about this ESS-60 then that was fed yes. to the rats, doubled their life. So how do people consume it? How do you take it? Typically, just like the rats, you can dissolve a small amount. It's actually not that much of ESS-60 in olive oil. So you take about 0.8, we'll say, grams per liter, so not even a full gram per liter of olive oil, and you have to mix it. We end up mixing it in our larger vats for three weeks until we get all of that 0.8 grams to dissolve into each liter. And then you've got this uh, this olive oil that's kind of turned a darker color, so it's kind of has an amber color. You can also dissolve it in different oils, and so we have available MCT oil, avocado oil, if those are your choices. We always recommend olive oil because we're such a science-based institution, and the original research and really the only research that's out there is this ESS-60 in olive oil. And then there's other grades that people have just been asking for, like NMCT. One of the important things to note if you put C60 or ESS60, because you're going to consume it into MCT oil, you can't even get half of the ESS60 in MCT oil that you can get in olive oil. So you end up having to take a lot more of the MCT, and, and, and you know that's a really important thing to take note of if you're going to try MCT oil. Okay, so you take it by the spoonful. I mean, how much did they feed the rats in a day, and how much do we take? So the rats were given, I don't remember the number right off the top of my head, but basically if you did a per kilogram equation and calculate how much the average human should take, the average human on a per kilogram basis should be taking a full cup of olive oil with the ESS-60 in it. And you can imagine that's not going to work, and it's also not the right thing to do. So it's quite common for us as we're taking a rat study and trying to go into a human trial study for us to do what's called an allometric calculation. And what that allometric calculation does is it takes into consideration the difference in metabolism rates of, in this case, the rat and the human. And so we do an allometric calculation and we end up with a dosage that's about five milliliters, which is one teaspoon. Most of our customers are taking one teaspoon per day in the morning. And... What does the anecdotal evidence suggest? And, of course, we have to be, you know, we can't make any uh, claims that it's healing or curing anything. But anecdotally, what are people saying when they use it? What's happening? Yeah, so anytime I'm going to start talking about what people are reporting, I've got to mention the FDA hasn't evaluated the product. It's not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease. It's really important to say because it's good to remind people that this is in the very early stages one of our most consistent testimonials is better sleep. And I recently read a book called Why We Sleep. It's a, it's a pretty amazing book. It's also one of the scariest books I've read. And the reason it's so scary is that it outlines like in excruciating detail what happens to our bodies when we don't sleep. And so that book has taken me, I feel like, 
as a society, we do a lot of hand wave and say, oh, yeah, you really should get a lot of sleep. And then there's this kind of undertone of unless you have other things to do, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. And you read this book and you're like, you start to think, you know, I really need to get my sleep because it's bad for my heart. It can actually make you appear like you have diabetes. It's bad for your memory. It's bad for your cognition. It's just bad for so many pieces of you. And we get a, a really broad spectrum of testimonials in, in a lot of different areas. And I kind of, my current theory is, if it's helping you sleep better, and that's, again, the most consistent testimonial, then all of these other things that people are reporting are, are actually could just be because they're getting better sleep. Because if you sleep better, your mental, emotional, and physical well-being is improved. When we sleep, I mean, our bodies and our brains are, are mending. It's restorative. Yeah. It's so important. This kind of is an interesting kind of tidbit. The Guinness World Record has actually uh, removed days without sleep because it can kill you, right? So, that, mm -hmm. so you can no longer pursue the longest, you know, amount of time without going to sleep because just lack of sleep can kill you. That's how well, important it is. And Sure, there's and, a reason they use sleep deprivation as a form of torture. Yes, exactly. So when people take ESS-60, they're sleeping better. Uh, yes. What else are they saying? So um, I can talk just one other point on the sleep, because I think this is really important. Um, that book, Why We Sleep, talks about the $2 billion sleep aid industry. I'm going to do kind of air quotes around sleep aid, because what most of the sleep, quote unquote, sleep aids do is they just knock you out. So mm. they, they relieve in you the chemical pressure, the chemical desire to get sleep. So you wake up and you're not desirous of that sleep but they don't let you get your in-rem or your REM sleep, right? And again, these are typically things you take right before you go to sleep. Our product, you actually take in the morning, uh, people report uh, more energy and more focus during the day, and then that night it helps you sleep. And so it's really, we don't know how it's, uh, what it's doing to enhance sleep, right? If, it, if in fact it's enhancing sleep, I'm actually working on, there's a company called Aura Ring. They sell what's supposed to be the best kind of, we'll call it over-the-counter uh, sleep monitoring device. It's a ring. And I'm working with them to start a study so we can actually just look at the data of people who have these Aura Rings, you know, 10 days prior to being on ESS-60 uh, and then 10 days after. And, again, we, we sell it as C60 Evo. All right. We'll, um, we'll take another time out here, Chris. We'll come back and we'll talk about some of the other the anecdotal evidence, what other uh, health benefits are people reporting after taking ESS-60. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show and the Miracle Molecule right here. My name is Richard Serrett. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Chris Burris is here. And uh, we are talking about ESS-60, which is the consumable form of carbon-60, this uh, remarkable uh, molecule that uh, garnered a Nobel Prize for three scientists back in the late 90s. And uh, Chris's company is um, the largest uh, producer in the world. So we were talking about, uh, so people are now, it's safe to take. We had this toxicity uh, study, which turned into a longevity study with rats. They live twice as long, these Worcester rats. They normally would live 32 months. They were given uh, ESS-60 in olive oil. They lived 
62 months uh, and died without, uh, there were no tumors present, which is very strange. Uh, so now you, you take a, a teaspoon a day. People say they sleep better. What else do they say? Yeah, so I can I can speak for me personally. Um, really started taking it earnestly at the beginning of twenty. Well, really towards the end of twenty seventeen, beginning of twenty eighteen. Uh, I had a knee pain. I played soccer for twenty five years, uh, semi professional, uh, and that knee pain has been gone and continues like hasn't hasn't come back. Um, one of the ones that I, I and that, that's very subjective. Um, I, I I like a lot more when I'm able to talk about really uh, more objective things. So. I used to get migraines. I would get four or five migraines a year. In fact, I have a spreadsheet that I was trying to keep track of my migraines and understand what was causing those migraines. Uh, and that was all the way back to 2014. Four or five migraines a year, really started taking the product in earnest in the beginning of 2018. I didn't get a single migraine for all of 2018. And then in 2019, in March, I had one. I would argue that that one migraine was actually of a lower, significantly lower intensity. Um, But again, I think that's more kind of subjective. It's very objective to say, I didn't have any migraines in 2018, and I've only had one in 2019, and we're almost done uh, with the 2019 year. So really, I've had one where I should have had eight, uh, eight to ten, ten migraines. And so that's, that's, you know, very kind of, uh, objective for me. Also, my wife actually was on a medication for her migraines. Uh, she would get, well, the medication allowed her, her to have only nine per month. They wouldn't, you know, it's a strong medication, so she couldn't take more than nine. Uh, and so now she, so that's demonstrable. Like we, we were actually, purchasing that material on a on a, that medicine on a monthly basis and now she's down to like one or two migraines per month and so um we know that it can cross the blood brain barrier and so that's an important uh, potential kind of uh and it has influence on why it might interact in certain ways to help with migraines and again the fda hasn't evaluated it for migraines but we get that report um you know certainly with me and then we've had a number of people call in and say the, the same thing Right, right. Now, uh, this is a short segment. We'll take a time out shortly and then we'll, uh, we'll continue on. But, uh, getting back to that animal study for a moment, what do we know about, uh, just because rats will double their life, can, what can we extrapolate for humans, if anything, well, from that? That's a, that's a great question. And so I kind of mentioned one quest is, is if anybody in your audience is aware of a longer longevity experiment on mammals, um, you know, peer-reviewed, published, of course, uh, then please share that. My other kind of quest is is what exactly your question, um, you're specific to this case, but mine's more, more kind of general, which is what percentage of things that happen in rats actually do happen to humans? Or, or you know, maybe the study is about what doesn't happen in rats and then therefore doesn't happen in a human. And and, and that's, that's my other quest. I, I, I was actually on the phone with a professor out of DePaul University, he does rat studies. He kind of takes them into human trial studies, and I and I asked him the, that same question, and he gave me this uh, this story. It's kind of a longer story, but basically, there's one case that people will hold up, and they'll say, "Hey, this is the perfect example of why you can't take what happens to a rat and apply it to humans." And then he pointed out, but they looked at the wrong information in the rats. Had they looked at the right information, they would have never taken that study uh, to a human trial. And so he's basically saying most often things that happens into rats happen in humans. I don't know if you know this, but we're more genetically similar to rats than rats are to mice. 
seriously. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure if I like that. It's totally <laughs> wrong on this one, right? <laughs> wow. Okay, so what about are we going to see some some human trials, uh, human studies then? So I'm I'm very hopeful that we can do this. The next step for, like, from a scientific perspective is you've got this initial amazing result, absolutely amazing result, and then the next step is to recreate that result. Nobody's actually stepped up to recreate that, and so we're actually in the early stages of uh, some of the preliminary studies that you need to do to, to go into this kind of rat study. And so we're actually going to fund a, a full-on rat study. Obviously, the results won't be ready for 62 months. And we're going to do it a little bit differently uh, because of the, the way those rats were dosed in the original study. Uh, we're going to make a couple of changes to that. Um, and I don't know if the break soon and we can dive into that now or maybe after the break because it's interesting how they decided to dose those rats in the initial study. Uh, yeah, we are going to break here in just a minute, but just I just wanted to um, discuss a little bit about the, uh, the possibility of doing though. I mean, could you not start just based on the, the the people that are taking it? I know it's not exactly scientific uh, conditions, but could you not do a voluntary hu- human study with the people that are using it now? Yeah, and and I think an example is what I'm planning to do with uh with Aura and uh, with the Aura Ring, right? Hey, here's people who actually have sleep data prior to taking ESS60 or taking C60 Evo, and then here's people who have uh, uh you know data after they started taking C60 Evo, and what are what is happening to their actual to to the sleep they're having, and that's those sleep devices. They're they're not the best. Um, you know, the best thing is to actually get them into a sleep lab. And so I have already reached out to the author of Why We Sleep, and I'm, and I'm trying to get a hold of him. He's, he, I think he's on a busy on a press tour for, for the release of this book. Um, phenomenal book again. Uh, it, but I'm trying to reach him because somebody who actually has a sleep lab, it'd be very easy to like take, you know, two nights of, you know, connect them up to all of the, the electronic components that really monitor the sleep, that understand the REM sleep, the in-REM sleep, and and how much of the sleep was each of those components, and then give them the C60 Evo formulation uh, and see what happens to them. That, so that's something that I'm, I'm actively trying to put together already. All right, Chris, sit tight. We'll come back, and uh, we'll uh, talk about that uh, second rat study as well that you're looking to do, and uh, we'll tell people how they can find out more about ESS60 C60 Evo, the co-owner, Chris Burroughs, here. We'll continue to talk about this miracle molecule on the other side. Don't go away. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. Chris Burroughs is here, the co-owner of C60 Evo, and we're talking about a consumable form of this uh, molecule, carbon-60. It's called ESS-60. And uh, incidentally, if you want to find out more, you can. Uh, I've linked up to the C60 Evo site if you go to strangeplanet.ca and just click on Chris's name. Uh, that'll take you right there. And uh, you've also... Uh, you're going to bonus my listeners, I understand, Chris. They get a, um, a discount if they order. Yeah, we've got a coupon code if they're interested in using it. If they want to try the product, again, c60evo.com. And the coupon code is RS1SPEC, uh, as in special, so RS1SPEC. All right, RS1SPEC. And that's uh, f- 
you get five percent off. Okay, so it, yeah. this comes in various uh, size bottles. Is that the idea? Yeah, so um, you can get a four. Yeah, we've got four, eight, uh, sixteen, and thirty-two. So you can get those. We've got that in uh, olive oil, which is what we would recommend. But we also have it available in MCT and avocado. I think I said olive oil is the one that we recommend. Uh, MCT and avocado are also available. We also have it for uh, pets. So we've got a salmon flavored for cats, and then we've got uh, a, a kind of bacon flavored for dogs. Uh, you know, they're interesting testimonial. One of our biggest distributors in Houston, uh, she actually first purchased the product because she was going to give it to her dog. She had heard good things about giving it to her dog, and her dog became so youthful in, like, in activity and appearance, um, it, which, by the way, is in- interesting because there's no placebo effect when you're giving it to the dog. So the dog's not convincing itself that it's, you know, taking something that's good for itself and now is acting more useful. Right. Uh, right. So, so this, this distributor actually noticed that and then she started taking the product and, and she's a kind of a good testimonial because she would have told you that she didn't really notice anything, but when she got very introspective about what was happening in her life, she was waking up a little bit earlier. She was actually able to work later in the day. Um, didn't get as tired during the day. Those are all kind of subtle things. If it if it just happens to you one day or two days, you might just write it off as a good day. Uh, and and a lot of people are kind of tracing back these experiences to to when they started taking C60 Evo. Okay, so do you if you take it for like six months and then you stop, is it still going to like with the rats? It, did they have some rats that they only fed it to them for a few months and then they stopped and they still lived a long time or how did that work? So, so it is very interesting that those rats in that study uh, were given ESS 60 uh, in olive oil starting month 10. So they were about, you know, some people might be saying, oh, if they gave it to them, you know, really young, maybe it's too late uh, to try and live a little bit longer. Um, it, they gave it to the rats at, at month 10, which is about one third of their life. And then they ended at month 17, <clears throat> so they only got it for seven months, less than one-third of their life. And even though only from month 10 to month 17, uh, they lived uh, 62 months, right, instead of the, the typical 32 months. So it's a pretty amazing impact, and we, we don't really understand what that impact is yet. We just know, you know, in this case, it's the most significant longevity experiment on mammals ever. And again, we don't know how or why it works. Well, we know a couple of things we do know. It is an amazing antioxidant, 172 times more powerful than vitamin C, uh, and it is amazing anti-inflammatory. And current current uh, kind of medical thought processes about aging say that aging is caused by oxidation and inflammation, right? Or you know, and anti-inflammatory diets are really big right now. Um, all of these, this is the, that fits right into the logic of if you want to live longer, find a product that's a good antioxidant and a, a product that's also a good anti-inflammatory. And, and ESS-60 and olive oil or the C60 Evo fits those two really important criteria. Uh, before the break, you wanted to, to uh, touch on this rat study that you're going to try to replicate the original animal study with a few changes. Yeah, so the change is going to be, so I mentioned they were given the product uh, at, at month 10, and then they stopped getting it at month 17. Uh, we're not going to stop. We want to see if they take it for the duration of their life, right, their 62 months. You know, Maybe we're actually going to get a further extension of life beyond those initial uh, 62 months. Uh, and so 
uh, you know, we're we're real excited about that. Of course, that's going to delay the, the the release of the results, um, but I think it's the right thing. So you're you are in a, in a sense recreating what's happening in that original rat study, um, but then you're kind of taking it to the next level, and and that's what we'll be doing when we when we uh, kind of invest in that rat study. Uh, what else are people saying about it? So uh, anti-inflammatory, you, uh, a soccer injury you had it seems to have uh, healed, yeah. uh, better sleep, uh, migraines lessened in their severity or frequency. Uh, what else? Yeah. So uh, wh- one of my favorite testimonials is is kind of good because it's subtlety. Uh, there was a guy in our office. We actually have a warehouse and an office space. We're not really, you know, we're not a retail location, but if people are in the Houston area, they can come by and, um, you know, forego the shipping costs. And and there was one guy up front, and and I and I recognized him because I was actually the person here. It was on a Sunday. I was the person who took his order, um, you know, his very first order. And he he was actually in for the third time that we were running a special at that time, and so he's actually getting three bottles. And so I was convinced, oh, this guy would be really good for a testimonial. So I asked him, well, what have you been experiencing? And he, he looked at me and he said, well, I haven't really experienced anything. And my first thought is, well, if you want to take the best research method on the market for living longer and you don't necessarily experience anything, then this is it, right? The C60 Evo formulation is the right thing to be trying. Uh, but there's still there was this kind of moment of awkward silence, and then he said, "Well, does it does it help with arthritis?" And I told him, "Well, the FDA has," and he was gesturing at his knuckles. Uh, and, and I said, "The FDA doesn't, you know, hasn't evaluated our product as it relates to arthritis, but we are getting testimonials about that." And he goes, "Oh, well, then it's helped my arthritis and my knuckles, and then I used to have this click, click, click in my knee, and and that's gone." And then he added, "And I and I also started jogging. I haven't jogged in like five years, and now I'm about to go on." I don't know if his eighth jog or so. So he's like he's back to jogging in earnest, and and I, and I'm thinking, well, it's too bad you're not experiencing anything. And he added <laughs> one. He added one last thing. He goes, and I he, he goes, and and I notice I feel less stress at work. And he said, I want to be very clear. It's the same job. It's the same people. It's the same stress. But I feel less stress at work. And and again. Um, we don't know what's causing that. I've got another really strong, uh, actually I, I was on the phone with her again on Thursday, um, where she actually has a, a child who suffers from some mental health issues and was ending up in the hospital four or five times a year. Um, and she got her son on the product uh, at the beginning of this year and he hasn't gone this entire year. Um, so w- w- it's, we don't know exactly, again, back to anti-inflammatory, back to um, antioxidant, and then beyond that, there's a whole lot of um, mechanisms that we're going to need to study and understand better. To Because I know there's a desire. I have the desire probably more than any one of your audience. I'm, I'm a skeptical, if not more, I'm a scientist. Um, and I have this desire to understand what is actually happening, right? Like, so what is it, you know, is it involved in the mitochondria aspect and, and the ATP production? What exactly is it doing and why are we getting all these kind of fantastic um, uh, reports from our clients? All right. So, again, people can go to strangeplanet.ca and just click on Chris Burris's name. He's on the front page there. Uh, it's uh, C60, the letter C, the number 60, Evo, E-V-O dot com. And uh, as a special bonus to uh, listeners tonight, if you use the code RS1, 
S-P-E-C, R-S as in my initials, Richard Serrett, the number one, S-P-E-C as in special, R-S-1, S-P-E-C, and you'll get a special 5% listener discount. And again, it's c60evo.com. Just click on Chris Burris' name on the website. I, w- I would add, when they go there, uh, a single bottle, um, you can purchase it. That's fine. Uh, but we have a significant discount on subscription, and you can cancel a subscription at any time. All right, Chris. Uh, always a delight. Thank you so much for this. And um, I look forward to uh, hearing more about this new rat study. Yeah, I, we're, we're looking forward to making it happen. I'd like to talk to you before the end of that study, though. Is, is, will that be okay? <laughs> we Absolutely, we will. For sure. (laughs) Excellent. All right, Chris, thanks so much, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my thanks to Ryan and uh, Owen, and back next week with a brand new program on UFO propulsion. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. (laughs) 